Enough of that nonsense. Real world stuff. Let's uh let's... now let's talk about the real real world. Well, this isn't even the real. This is like the fake world of the fake world. Well, there's the real world. There's the simulation we're living in, and then there's what we're going to talk about today. And what we're going to talk about today is the very first episode of Marvel's What If, uh, which, which you saw probably the moment it came out. Yeah, I watched it that night at three o'clock in the morning, and uh, I finally. Started to be able to watch TV two days ago, so I watched it last night. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, uh, yeah, man. Um, immediate takeaway. Holy shit, that animation. And I'd have watched an hour and a half of that. Oh, that story? Yeah. Yeah. I have a feeling they're not done with Captain Carter. I have a feeling we're going to see. We might even see that in live action somewhere. Part of me wanted to be. She's so young that, like, having been in Marvel for a decade. She could still do all of this? Oh, she could absolutely come back, yeah. They could do something with that live action. Um, well, I'm saying she could do like that, an active role like that. Some of this she's, sh- not like, she's not like RDJ, who's in his like, 50s. You know what I mean? Some of the shit that she was doing in, 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 the, uh, um, in the show, I'm sitting there and I'm like, some of this is more badass than anything Cap did. <laughs> well, because it's animated. It's animated. So you can do you can do more interesting stuff. But no, like like when she just walk, those first two vehicles are coming up and she just takes the shields like, fuck you, and just yeah. launches it over her head. I'm like, I'd love to see Steve Rogers do shit like that. Well, look at it this way. <laughs> look at it this way. In theory, all things considered as they were, mm-hmm. I think... Like, remember, Steve Rogers was genetically a scrawny weakling. And he, yeah, she was and already an accomplished. She, she may not have military. been like jacked, but she was definitely physically fit and trained and no. knew some fighting and some stuff like that. Ben, let's be real. So she's a female in World War II, a, high, a higher ranking female in World War II. That bitch is strong. <laughs> well, Both mentally and physically. Men- mentally, yeah. yes. Physically is whatever. Uh, she's not right. I doubt she's running obstacle courses every day, but my point is that she's coming from a a stronger foundation, I think. I agree with that. And and has more knowledge in fighting than he does. He's, you know, um uh, the anim- first of all, the animation is fantastic. Flawless. It's fantastic. I love the style. Um it's beautiful. Is all is all if, the what if the yeah, same I, style? I assume so. Oh, okay. Um I, I hope when it, the talk was Marvel was gonna have an in house animation studio. I hope it's these guys. It's fuck, this. man. Give, pay them all the money. Yeah. Um, so, uh, the other thing, the other thing is, yeah, so, so I think she's stronger. Captain Carter might be stronger than Captain America because if all's equal and if she was stronger than Steve Rogers was when they were both pre-Vita Ray and Super Serum and both were like, and and you just either one you're multiplying by three hundred. Yeah. Well, she started with a higher number because he he didn't start to use his body to its fullest until he became Cap. She was already using her body to the fullest. Well, then became. It's not using it to the fullest. It's just she's genetic. He was such a scrawny, yeah, weakling. But he wasn't athletic or anything, and she was obvious. You 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 know. That's what I'm saying. Yeah yeah. I it was great. I I dude uh uh. Was it, the, I? I wasn't clear. Was it Chris Evans doing the voice? No, no, okay, no. It was, it was close. It was. It was a. It was close enough that yeah. I had to guess. Well, they, uh, obviously, if they're going to use other people that were the same, 
that the people that can't get, they're going to have to get lookalike. You you can't just have a random voice that doesn't sound like something. Can we have the animated adventures of uh, of um, Howard Stark? Because he was the best side character in that entire show. I mean, he was like that in the... Cat- <laughs> I mean, yeah, I, you probably didn't watch Agent Carter, but this I was... I didn't. I didn't. This was, you know, it was him and her in that. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. And Jarvis. Mm. Like the real Jarvis was mm. in that. Um, so, yeah. The, uh, the animation style. I, I want to say this right off the bat. I know that a lot of people, like when you, especially when you do like the Marvel comparison to DC with all the stuff, they go, yeah, Marvel's got the better run of movies, but DC's kills it in the animated stuff. I'll tell you right now, what if immediately change that? Immediately you have to, I would say Marvel is the better animated product with only one, one issue, one episode of one series. And I'll tell you why. DC's cartoons or animated features or whatever you want to call them. The style's crappy. I never liked the animation. It's that basic, simple TV style. Um, for quick turnaround and stuff. Um, and all of the fucking stories are right out of comic books. So it's, if you, with with slight revisions yeah, for the media. Yeah, things are changed around to make it easier it, to consume. But not much. That, uh, that if you read the comic, there's no point in watching the cartoon. In one episode, you have brand new storyline. That's, you. Can, no one wrote a what if comic book. What if Peggy Carter became... The super yeah, this is all new consumption. And the animation's better. I will say this. How coming from somebody who really enjoys DC's animated department, um, there's some good stuff. They out don't there, provide this. But you're 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 A, you're spot on with the originality aspect of it. And if this is Marvel's first foray, if episode one is just an inkling of what we have to come, DC man, yeah. You're about to be blown I, out of the fucking I, I, water. I was never a fan of, and it's with the TV stuff and movies of when you're making something based off something that already exists. I'm more of a fan for changing it as long as you do a good job changing it because I've already read it. There's I've, no reason for me to see verbatim the thing I've already seen or heard or read. I, I've I've always been a fan of the DC stuff, and they've always to me had up until this point. They've always had the stronger animated stuff and and like the Justice League Unlimited. It's good. It's good if you haven't read all the comics. Yeah, like I know all those stories already. I don't have to watch yeah. the animated series and and, and or the animated episodes. Some of things. it. Though hey, here's the thing with DC: a lot of it's hit or miss. It just really depends. Some of it's good. Some of it's not. Some of it's good in parts. It's it's weird. But I'm separating. I'm separating it from. Listen, like the TV cartoons that are serial. <laughs> That's different because that is original stuff. I'm talking about when DC puts out these like animated movies mm-hmm. is what I'm comparing it to. No, that's what I'm comparing it to because yeah, you yeah. can't. Yeah, you can't judge it based off whatever. The series are good. Yeah, all the series are good because it's all pretty much original. Right, right, right. Yeah, and, but but they were well written also. Oh my goodness, Justice League Unlimited is still probably the best version of that concept. Um, yeah. To, to, to date but no like like even like a uh, uh, batman the long halloween dude i just couldn't get into it i it's one of those you're right ricky the animation and you just it just doesn't nothing ever jives right and and well, i and i read the comic and i did so uh, natalia pointed out though that the animation uh reminded her of that in that short-lived mtv spider-man show 
I never watched it, but she goes, oh, that's what the animation reminds me of. So if anyone out there, you know, has seen that and, you know, that, that's a light bulb that goes off, let us know. But I never did watch it. It was, I think it had like a very short run, like 99, 2000, something like that. Coincided with, I think, the first movie's release. Yeah, I don't know. But she said the animation reminded her real of that. And, and look, if that's the case, then Hollywood has been dropping balls, man, because holy shit, I'd watch a lot of stuff with that kind of stylization and the fluidity. It was perfect man the it was light, really flawless the, the only thing i i thought might have got distracting after a while was that they did do a little bit of like the the uh they like the bright lights or whatever sometimes had that jj abrams oh the lens flare yeah okay yeah just a little bit not much but 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 it was such a good story and uh you know they they were really true to the characters uh i felt weird about the tentacle monster um i liked it Cause it was like, it was like, I love the swerve that like, like apparently no one had been in contact with the tentacle monster to make sure everything was cool. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Dude, Cause the, the mastermind that brought you it through. You think you're going to have this big throat up between, uh, uh, um, between Captain Carter and Red Skull. And he's like, ha ha, we're here. Oh, I'm dead. <laughs> good. That was a good, that was a good. That was awesome. Turn. And it was, it was actually a little like. Oh, it happened, and when they squished it, you were just like, "Oh, damn, yeah. <laughs> damn." Well, they needed they needed to create something that wasn't. Ex- I they were kind of paralleling the original Captain America story, so you needed mm-hmm. something that quote put her on ice for seventy mm-hmm. years without being exactly the same dumb thing. So this, I mean, whatever this worked for a MacGuffin or whatever you want. It was call it. it was fine. It was fine because yeah. you're right. It was just a thing to get from point A yeah, to point like, B. It was and, like here comes yeah. Cthulhu. Uh, it really did remind me of Hellboy, though. And, uh, you know, uh, if we let it get out, we're all fucked. And so she pushes it back in, and then she comes. It's almost like she jumps right back out. You know, it's like no time had passed for her. How about Steve Rogers' Iron Man? Yeah, that's this was cool. You know what's funny was I, I forgot that Stark put the cube as the power source in that thing. So then later when Red Skull had it, I'm like, how did he get the... How did he get the thing? Didn't he plop it? <laughs> didn't he plop it on that general's desk? How did Red Skull get it? And then I watched it a second time, and I still like I must have gotten yeah. up for a drink or something. And I and I, and I was like so confused. And then I, it dawned on me that oh right, he like he uses the battery for the Iron Man suit. The Iron Man suit was cool. I loved um, the Howling Commandos were great. Yeah. Uh, it sounded like they brought the same guy back for, yeah. for uh, what's his name? The one with the mustache. The guy's name who's been in everything, dumb, dumb, but we, yeah, he's been in everything. We can never remember his name. <laughs> oh, the actor? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Bucky, Bucky had some of those funny, fun callbacks. I almost pulled my arm out of my yeah, socket. Like he didn't, <laughs> wasn't fond of the train and you almost took my arm off. And... The only thing I really missed was uh, a, 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 a back reference to the fondue incident. But then I realized, oh, we're not going to get a, 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 some kind of back backwards fondue reference because Steve was already cap at that moment. Yeah. So I also thought, I thought at one point they were going to do where he got blown up in the train, mm-hmm. and then you were going to find out that oh, he becomes a Winter Soldier. That he becomes a Winter Soldier, but they weren't going to tell that whole story. It was weird. That's, that's a nineteen fifties Cold War thing. And that was here's my here's my one which ne- was fine. Here's my one negative about the episode, and it's not a negative. It's just maybe it's me wanting to consume more of it. As I was like, 
they're rushing everything, man. And I keep reminding myself, I'm like, this is just an episode, man. This isn't a whole a whole movie. But I want it to be so bad. Well, it was that good. The the perfect thing was well, first of all, back to uh, having Steve blow up, and then it was a perfect foil to get him to the castle. Mm-hmm. So and to get the cube there and all that. So it was fine. And it had that same emotional beat. But here's the uh, here's here's the thing about it being rushed, is that um, this is this was the nature of the original comic book, was that you got one issue to retell an entire history of someone. Because something changed. That's so fair. So it was exactly the same thing. Okay. Where like if they chose. Now sometimes it was what if this happened and it was a short story. Because mm-hmm. it was only like something like Kree Scroll War or, or some Korvac thing or something. But so other times it was like this one. It's a bigger arcing story. Uh, and, and you know, uh, so it has to fit all that in. And it did a pretty good job uh, doing that. Uh yeah, yeah, you could have expanded to like an hour and a half and made it a movie. But then you're I think then we would have felt like some of the devices and some of the things they would have put in to expand it would have been a little like too much no. filler. And, and hearing it that way, I understand I understand where you're coming from and you're right. It does seem like you're reading one serial issue of a comic. Right. That's just Cause telling, the next yeah. cause the next episode of What If was the next story. Yeah, so you know? you're right. And in and in that terms it was perfect. Now now that's not to say that now I didn't just read five episodes of a what if story with the Sibia costume and Spider Man and the, the when he first comes back and like a different you know a different turn of events uh and they decided to tell it over five issues mm. but the original run of the comic was like yeah like you two. know the first episode was like what if spider-man joined the fantastic four and uh you know there were there were there was one or two episodes that were two stories and so they were much shorter you know um i always remember one of the co- classic covers was what if uh Conan was stuck in the 20th, 20th century. Oh, wow. And it was a really cool, like, painted cover by Bill Sienkiewicz. And what's ironic is that right now Conan is stuck in the 20th century Marvel. He's part of the uh, Savage Avengers. And he uh, he's uh, acclimated himself well to the 21st century. Because <laughs> I guess Marvel got the rights to start doing the Robert E. Howard Conan comic. That's cool. And they decided to, like, incorporate him in, into this. And they're like... Uh, his classic vi- see back in like the 90s I think it was or early 80s or late 80s they did a uh, they did like a two part X-Men story where um, Kulan Goth one of the uh, big villains sorcerers in, in the Conan lore actually came to Marvel's 20th century and turned everything into kind of medieval stuff and was trying to take over the city so you had the Avengers and the X-Men like in the tunnels and in the island Manhattan became like medieval Conan times and so you had Cone, you had like Captain America, and, but dressed like, but he had a sword and a shield, and he was, it was really cool. But it didn't have Conan in it, which was weird. And then Kulan Goth was like a character that was sort of in the Marvel universe, popped up maybe one other time, but now he popped up and is like this big villain. And Conan's been like working with Venom and Wolverine and Elektra and Doctor Strange, trying to stop this motherfucker. Yeah. <coughs> And he, uh, he's just like, he takes what he wants. He fucking kills people. <laughs> he, he found the old, uh, he found the old, uh, hellfire club 
That's an abandoned building. He's just been living in there, wearing their fine, their like frilly f- shirts and that's kind of swash, that's, that's kind of swashbuckler shit. And, that's kind of fantastic. And like you know, just drinking and hanging out. <laughs> it's really cool stuff. But anyway, back to back to whatever. Uh, so how about Jeffrey Wright as voice of Watcher? That it was, was great. great. Except that when I I think when I first saw that he was listed as like you know when you're just seeing like things you're reading things out there on the internet for some reason. Even though it's a Jeffrey Wright, in my head I thought Stephen Wright. <laughs> ben, and, and then I'm like, I'm I'm picturing it being narrated by Stephen Wright, and I was like, actually, it's not terrible. It's just the monotone. Yeah, no, I, I, it wouldn't I'm have been that. Thinking bad. of it right now in my head, the the, the very first now, Jeffrey intro? Wright was a home run. Yes, absolutely. But Stephen Wright wouldn't have been a fucking bust. That would have been great. Yeah, because I keep thinking of like, uh, remember Reservoir Dogs? He did all the the DJ stuff on the radio. That's right, he did. So I'm thinking of it because that's the only like, you know, I, I, I'm thinking of that because that wasn't like comedy. That was just him reading and introducing like albums and giving a little bit of trivia. And, I'm, and I was thinking of that type of style of him reading those. It wouldn't have been bad. I don't it even know if been, he still works in Hollywood. I mean, I'm sure. I'm sure he does. How does that guy not do voice work but then i think to myself i'm like if marvel would call any human being on the planet the answer is probably yes (laughs) well and jeffrey wright even non-actors if marvel called us we'd be like yeah sure oh ben yeah performance answers i wouldn't be surprised if uh (laughs) if they if jeffrey wright ends up doing some acting in the uh absolutely should as a character absolutely should but uh Commissioner commissioner gordon there so uh so um one of my favorite, two of my favorite things in, in this episode of What If, was um, they they gave her a slightly different fighting style from him. I don't know if you noticed it. Oh, absolutely. She was way more vicious, man. No, no, no. There was a not not the intensity and stuff. Uh, yeah, but that also probably comes from her training. Mm-hmm. Uh, she did where she would hold the shield at its hold it at its end oh like, that's right use it like a and use it as like an extension of her arm uh so she would have like her finger gripping the the like the lip of it and swinging it around like that which i thought was really cool she 100 because cap because you never saw that uh ever, ever. Do that. Not in a comic or so, anywhere so i really liked like consciously because that's what i mean they they probably like hired a choreographer or something to give her a different fighting style from him. Now, how do we separate the two? Right, and and giving her the sword, I think going forward is fantastic. Uh, like, it, why wouldn't she have a sword? You know, uh, and a handgun. I just know, wish she wore a fucking helmet. It's no, like you're not bulletproof, man. Yeah, but the the helmet's not. Uh, it's. Uh, but can we call back? She fought dirty as hell. <laughs> yeah, I I love well, the I love the, the I love the big blonde Nazi. When she attacks his joints. And oh stuff. my yeah, goodness, yeah, yeah. so good. It was so good, but that's that's part of training. Is yeah. that is that she has combat training that Steve didn't have, so uh, she would it, know to do all those things. Right, she would know that every time. You, and Steve had it later. Like when you watch, uh, the best example of it is Winter Soldier. Winter Soldier when he storms the boat. Mm-hmm. Every action, uh, every hit is like designed to put the person down, not to like have a, a drawn out fist fight with every person he encounters. And when he threw that shield, it almost always accomplished more than one thing. Yep. Before it returned back to his hand. Um, you know, that her was like, you know, we didn't get into that that much. You know what she reminded me of? She reminded me of like if 
if you were like, you know, you're you're just you're just somebody you always have that man. I you know this entire process is going on trying to pick a super soldier, and she in her head was like, if I ever got this, this is exactly what I would do and how I would be A, B, C, and D. Because it was like there was no learning curve. She got superpowers. Was like, oh, I'm about this, right. you know, and. I, I, like Natalia was like no, no training. I'm like she's been she's been doing this since the beginning of the process. Yeah, she's had plenty of time and plenty of guys talking to her face. She shouldn't be in the room telling her well, she shouldn't also, be involved. Also, if you again, if you had a 90 minute movie, mm-hmm. that's where you would fill in things like oh, expand that idea. Yeah, well, absolutely. where like yeah, she, there's no one like she's a woman, so she's frozen out of everything except for that the people whose respect she's earned have taken upon themselves to train with her and include her so that, you know, the baddest of the bad in the room never are demeaning to women and stuff. But And they're going to be the ones that would accept her in the dojo or in the firing range or whatever and work with her at the and, end, and recognize how good she is. At the end when they're at the, uh, the, the, the war table and he speaks up, the general guy, and, and she's, she's like, you're just lucky to be in this room. I was yeah. like, God damn, ain't yeah. that a payoff? Yeah. <laughs> I, liked, I liked the uh, montage... Uh, when they're in the air, when she's riding him, they have that handle for her to grab on. When she fights fighter jets, and well, I was gonna say when she, <laughs> when she's like no parachute, flying through the air, and she, uh, she ducks behind the shield and goes through the propeller, crashes through the propeller, then grabs onto the side of the cockpit and the wing there, and wow, that that shot of her, like. Flying through the propeller was it's, really cool. It, there were parts. There were they, here's the line that not, they, not flying between yeah. the blades, just crashing through it. They 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 walked that line of of how how durable can a human being be with that serum in their body without it being okay. Now you're just getting cartoonish. They walked that really far because there were mo- well, like that moment where I'm like, bro, like but, but you're still not, a human body. Yeah, but that's not you're behind the shield. Yeah, the shield's doing the work. You what they should didn't show you is her taking punishment. Mm-hmm. There's no durability to it. Yeah. It was just showing her strengths and her abilities. It wasn't like there was no I can do this all day long moment. Yeah. She didn't get beaten down at all once that yeah, she, I remember. There was it was a it was a little in the Mary suicide. No, but uh, but it's not in the same capacity because, like I said, no, like this is somebody who who the entire process of this of the serum has had an opportunity. You know, we all do it. Like, hey, if you had super strength, what would you do? How would you be? We all have had those thoughts. No, but it's not that. It's that she's a trained combat. Yeah, well, yeah, she's a trained combat agent. But she knows exactly what she was going to do, and she. I mean, it was it was fucking it was brilliant. It was, so uh, it was funny to me because I was like, kids can't watch this. Every Nazi is dying in the most vicious and horrific way possible. <laughs> Nobody's surviving any of this. You know, it. it I loved it personally. Um, yeah, well, they're throwing grenades into yeah, tanks. It's not no, just don't fuck all that and shooting people. If she put her hands on you, you're DOA. <laughs> Any of those yeah, Nazis? They're not survive? showing or ripping people in half. They don't have stuff. to, Ben. <laughs> but you're saying like for kids? It's yeah, not that kids couldn't see there. Yeah. I mean, this isn't obviously fucking Suicide Squad, <laughs> right? <laughs> it was wonderful. Um. I loved it. I loved every aspect of it. I loved it. He's like, I will never talk. Uh, well, he said he told me everything. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I would. I would definitely love to see her revisited down the road in some capacity, even I, if it's still animated. I feel like they. I I feel like I read somewhere that these characters, 
like this series might kind of be interconnected in some way. It may not all be one universe, but like maybe because of the Loki thing that we're going to see a little bit of revisitation to these characters within even the series. I don't know. Um, the next episode is going to be a heart, a heart twister, man. Well, I mean, I, again, maybe I'm just dead inside, but just hearing someone's voice. Well, you are dead inside. Isn't going to make me like uh, cry that much. It's, no, it's not. It's not going to be the voice of the performance. It's just the knowledge that, oh, this was it. This was like one of the last things he did. No, it was the last thing he did. Oh, it was it? I thought I think so. Because it was voiceover work, I think he Oh, okay. He, you know. So, yeah, it's just it's it's like when I listen to some of the the, old, the 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 last uh Queen stuff and I'm like this is like the last time Freddie Mercury's voice was recorded. And it's still great, but you 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 know, you just think back and you're like, yeah. man, that's it's got a little bit more to it. So Yeah, the, that one looks good. I forget I don't know what the third one was. I honestly don't know any of them. I think I remember I don't think I paid attention I remember to the any pl- of the like, other stuff. They put the first three out for people to review, non-spoiler. Mm. And I forgot what the third one is about. I know that the Marvel Zombie one is not one of those. So we got that coming. I don't know what else. I don't know if they showed hints. I know Doctor Strange starts popping up or something. But uh, I don't know if we've seen scenes from all the episodes. I almost have think... They might throw us a loop with like some introducing someone introduce not not like a character, different version of a character we know, but introducing someone we've never it works for me never seen. I've paid zero attention to the the whole entire process of this what ifs. So everything I'm seeing, I'm seeing for the first time. So I'm really, I mean, I've really fresh. The, I've watched the teaser trailer. And I didn't watch any of that. So like I see this Chadwick Boseman thing. I don't know what the hell it's about, but I'm really excited. I think it's, it's him. He gets chosen instead of Peter Quill, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, and that's all I need to know. Yeah. Um, I'm really excited where they go with that. Yeah. So, um, yeah, man, I'm Marvel absolutely home run. I mean, we we keep saying that, and then we can talk about how the Shang-Chi uh, reactions are coming out, and people are putting it over. Like, Yeah, they had some kind of premiere last night, and some of the people that do the reviews and stuff on, on social medias, uh, went and saw it, and obviously, they can't say anything specific. So it's, it, it feels weird to always but, just but, say. But I'm saying that people that I know usually have different takes on things and have differing like opinions on the quality of stuff are all like almost in unison saying Shang Chi is or Shang Chi or however you want to say it is like a, not only a game changer but a home fucking run. I fucking hope so, man. Like a home run because with the whole that whole Bob uh uh, uh chat I can't spell his last name or pronounce it a uh, uh, uh Chebec. Uh, Shabek, whatever his last name is, the guy who who heads Disney, he was so dismissive. He's like, ah, it'll be an interesting experiment. And I'm like, this is like one of the biggest Asian uh, American cinema movies that they've ever made. But is it an experiment on the Asian cast front or on the only in theaters front? No, it's, it's on the only theaters front, but the way he phrased it and the way he spoke of it made it seem like the other thing. I understand, but maybe maybe it wasn't, and people who are looking to be offended found something to be offended. And I feel... I don't know. And I feel as if you I don't know either way. I feel as if you're the guy running Disney, you're 100% in tune with that. I think this guy's not... Uh, oh, he's obviously not, because on the other side, not just... He's not... Uh, like, screw the he's movies. He's not the last guy. Like, screw movies and all that stuff. Like, at, just as a lifelong Disney fan who goes to the parks, his involvement since he got since uh since Iger stepped down and he took over 
it's way more of a capitalist mindset. Everything just shot up forty percent in price. Is it? Is is it? But is the timing is hard to uh, nail it down to being just that because isn't wasn't this exactly over the same time that they got hit with COVID? So you so have they're trying to like recoup props. So you have you have COVID. Like you have and co- cut costs. You have COVID. And that absolutely takes into account a lot of the changes that have been made. Yeah, so it's but hard to like. There's some fundamental changes yeah, that philosophies they, that they've done. The philosophical changes they've done with the way uh, their price pointing uh, experiences and stuff that is not Disney traditionally. Right. Um, and 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 outside of COVID, you can tell that they're well, moving in a different direction. Does it? How how does it work when you go to the park? Is the Star Wars area part of Disney World? Yes. So it's for the same price. So you can you get, now have a whole nother. Land. You buy a you buy a one day ticket, or you buy the ticket to go to um, Hollywood Studios, and it is a part of Hollywood Studios. So you can go in. Also, there. it's Hollywood Studios. But there's other things inside, like the the lightsaber stuff. That they're all different experiences at different price points. You mean like for product? Yes, yes. Well, that's, that, that's not, not experience with product. That's a different. That's um, another thing. But, but but I'm saying like, so I understand like increasing prices when they add a whole new, like a whole, like they're adding like acres and acres of things to do. Yeah. And and I, don't, I understand some of that. Yeah, because like you're not wrong, and obviously with just you know as the world, it's not like all of Star Wars Land was something else. They tore it down and made it Star Wars. It was. Land. It was something else. Not all of it. Yeah, it was. Was um, it? it was it was it was the uh, the 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 great movie ride. It was um, most of the New York area. I think they they saved the Muppets area. It was um, the backlot tour. Um, oh, so it, every every square inch was something else. Before? Yes, yes. I don't I don't think there's very like, oh okay. Like there might be a little bit of the backlot that. Yeah, that's I feel new. like all that all everything they tore down was shit. Anyways, it was just nobody it, cared about. It wasn't it, it wasn't that. It's just. A lot like when Hollywood Studios was MGM Studios when it was first when it was first brought in in the early '90s when it was first opened it was a direct it was made as a direct competitor for Universal Studios that's why there was a tour that was, like they used a lot of elements of Universal Studios because the, Universal was opening up down here and Disney was like no 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 this is our area so it's just a competitive thing where they just opened a park that could directly compete with Universal and then over the years it's evolved into its own thing. Um, and like Universal's even gotten away from, from the, what, where you, at first it was a experience the movies, like we'll shoot movies on site. You get to see how movies are made and all that stuff. And just the way that the world works now where you can see how movies are made in an hour by watching YouTube videos. Well, they have studios and, Mm. but they don't shoot on site anymore. There's no more, there's no more like shooting shows like they, uh, yeah, there's, yeah, they do. No. But but very limited. It used to be like Nickelodeon Studio shot everything on site. Universal would shoot a lot of stuff on site. MGM, Disney shot a lot of their stuff on site. They not, it's it it it's so so much less now. Um, like a lot of like especially Disney. Disney's a lot of their stuff is just concentrated on in park experiences now. Um, like Universal, I don't think. I mean, there's studios every now and then, like wrestling, or every now and then they'll have something. Blue Man Group. Yeah, Blue Man. Oh, man, I love Blue Man (laughs) Group. So they'll have stuff, but it's not like it was where there's like this revolving uh, timeline of shows and stuff. Because uh, I remember as a kid going through one of the tours, and you got to see the entire Mortal Kombat series set. 
and we we were there as they were filming uh b-roll so actors you know you're you're in a big room with uh windows and you're looking down on the set and the actors and everything and like they're between takes everyone's just wandering around in period stuff and you get to see all how the the sets are built and stuff uh they're they're uh TV shows, uh, uh, game shows were filmed there. Yeah, I never, I never went to any of that stuff. That was all cool, and I still love. I would that watch stuff. like the stunt shows and yeah. uh, and uh, and the rides. That was all I. Ever but did. but nowadays people only go to the parks for rides and 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 the big thing now is food festivals at the parks. So but both universe like it started with uh, Epcot and uh, the Food and Wine Festival, and now fucking every park has uh, yearly festivals. Um, where they do food and stuff. Uh, Bush Gardens has like beer fest. Uh, is that is it Bush Gardens beer fest? I think it's Bush Gardens has beer fest. Universal's like Mardi Gras. So everyone has their own thing now, um, seasonally. And like Epcot now is a point where throughout the year there's some kind of festival going on. They never leave those food booths uh, closed for very long in between uh, seasons, and it's just profitable for them. I mean that's a big reason. A lot of people go just to a lot, a lot of people go to these parks now, not even to ride the rides or experience. They just go to drink, you know, and and eat stuff that they can't experience anywhere else, like foodies. And it's a very expensive experience, if you ask me, because you, it's not like, hey, I've paid my hundred thirty five dollars to get into this park, and now I can eat and drink whatever I want. Like, bro, a a, a little steak is eight bucks. You know, a drink is thirteen. An alcoholic beverage is about ten thirteen dollars. Like. Y- you used to be when me and the wife would go throughout the year, we would just set aside change. I would set aside like $400 to go to the food and wine festival because that's how much it costs to have like a full experience when you're on there and you're walking around the lake and doing all the little stuff. It's just, it's, it's expensive. Um, so yeah, it's weird to me that, uh, that would be a, like a foodie destination, but they don't seem to care, man. They opened up that new star Wars, uh, hotel and it's like $6,000 for like four people for a night and a half. And I'm on I'm on an annual pass holder group, and ninety percent of the group is like, this 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 capitalist agenda is ruining us wanting anything to do with these parks, and ten percent of the group's like, I don't give a fuck, they've got my money, and that's that's what they care, that's what Disney cares about, and they're only there to make money, and Orlando and all the theme parks in Orlando, Universal, Disney World, uh. Uh, sea world all those parks they're not local theme parks it's not like in ohio where you have you know theme park or tour you have uh hershey park in pennsylvania where it's 90 90 10 locals versus outsiders it's 90 10 at disney world orlando it's 90 10 uh people from overseas and 10 percent like florida locals um which is why I was I felt it weird that they took the annual pass holder program down because I'm like that's not your revenue. Your revenue is a Swedish family that set aside thirty thousand dollars to have spend a week at Disney, full boat. Like they rent they rent the cast members to go around and get in front of all the rides and do the tours. They stay in the best hotels where it's like two thousand dollars a night. They do that's ninety percent of their revenue, and then obviously with COVID that got cut dramatically. Um, I still don't know if if. Do we do we still have a travel ban? Because I don't even I I haven't kept up. It in Florida, everybody, it changes almost hourly. I think they might <laughs> they might have just reinstituted something for Europe yeah. where we can't get in anymore. I think I mean because it's just like someone lit a match here and it's just fucking the world's burning here. So <laughs> Jesus, it's uh we're, yeah we're the infected thumb of the United States right now. No, the whole United States. 
The whole United States is red. It's all it's all burning. There's people that wish it was all red. That's, uh, <laughs> that's why. Uh, that's why. Uh, that's why they're. I think they're banning us from going back to Europe right now. But the uh, yeah, it, it's it's just really cool because like back in like ten years ago, not only would like one of my favorite experiences at the parks, and this ties in directly, like it would have been cool to see like all right, we know that these shows are coming out, but if you go to the parks. You can do a behind-the-scenes tour where you're watching the production of these shows as they happen. Like as a kid, I remember going through uh, MGM Studios, now Hollywood Studios, and there was a tour where you could see the next five years of Disney animated movies and the various stages of production that they were in. And it was always really exciting because you'd forget, and then three years later, a trailer would come out and go, "Holy shit! I saw the pre-production!" And like, "Oh, they changed all this stuff, but this looks phenomenal!" Like. Like, imagine being able to go and see them all working on the different stages of the next five years of Marvel projects, whatever they might be. Um, those never kind of, let that out. No, 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 no. Everything's in the middle of the cuff right now. It's 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 crazy. And I, uh, we haven't seen it. And, uh, man, when we had a very short conversation about going to the movies because I really want to see Shang-Chi. We need to review it. But I also want to see Free Guy because I've heard really good things about that movie. Well, you're you're not allowed to... No, not with the baby. You're not I can't. To do anything. With the baby, I can't. There's no way. This is gonna just me coming this over. Give it a kick in the hose for this podcast. But just to me come over here and do the podcast. Like this is the first one I've been able to do since the baby was born. Um, is an hour at a time to be able to to spend like four hours away. That's gonna take. That's gonna take a, a month or two here. And besides which, I I'm you know we're both fully vaccinated. My wife is finally gonna be able to get vaccinated. Obviously, the the baby won't be able to. But I don't want to go out get covid it's not going to affect me but it might affect my wife and child and i can't do that man so i'm gonna have to wait unfortunately we might have to watch shang chi on one of those uh one of those um uh, websites where you have to do a lot of clicking on of ads before it plays <laughs> you do what you gotta do man <laughs> you got your ticket already <laughs> huh do you have your ticket already no, i'll go on like a fucking tuesday uh, middle of the day i'll go with my brother or something you want, I'll just stream it to you. <laughs> like the good old days? I'll, I'll FaceTime it. I'll just put it on a little tripod. Somebody will tell me, Ben, that that's, it, it would just... And by the way, on this podcast, we don't, uh, you know, we, we're, not, we're not really pro-stealing, uh, 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 um, so don't... Oh no no no! Hold on! I was telling Anthony on the la- on the oh, no, podcast I- how when I when me and my friend Chris used to work at the movie theater, we bootlegged fucking we one night because he was a manager. We just set the tripod up and <laughs> recorded Terminator Two. Listen, and I sold a lot of copies of that. Motherfucker. Listen, everybody, we want that Shane- and uh and the second Bill and Ted movie. Those oh, are my those are money generators for me. Listen, everybody, we want these movies to make as much as possible. Like, just look at the backlist that happened with fucking Suicide Squad. That movie is amazing, but because it hit at a time where, where like COVID is going doing what it's doing, and they're like, oh, it's a disappointment. Like, no, it's not a disappointment. No one's going to the movies because nobody wants to die. Well, also, I'm not going to a movie if I can watch it at home. Yeah, they gave it away for free at home. They, and by, for free, I mean. I get the. I already get the. Uh, I'm not paying extra for the same for the thing. I Kevin a, and I get it through our AT and T. Yeah, so, so we, we 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 pay for the phone bill, but we kind of got to see it for free, and that you know that has to hurt their bottom line a little bit. Um, I know I know that they they're trying that shit with you know Scarlet Witch, Scarlet Witch, uh, fucking Black Widow, Jesus Christ, Marco. 
Well, everyone's getting Black Widow was a fantastic movie. Everyone's getting sued over that. Yep. 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 Well, yeah, man. I'm. Uh, no. Well, yeah. So we didn't. Up. We didn't talk. We we kind of got on a tangent here. But uh, did did we have anything else to say about the what if? I mean, you you want to go scene by scene? No. I, it it was it was a lot. Here's 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 my favorite part. Of, here's my favorite part of the show. My favorite part was they changed the dynamic. They completely flipped it on his head. Yet they maintained the uh the relationship between Carter and Rogers. Right. Well, like, she really yeah. She, she liked him for him, yeah. obviously. Not so that was really cool. I like that. That that didn't change. And he didn't have an ego when mm-hmm. she became a super soldier. Like he didn't get an ego. He was only doing it because that was his part to play. Yeah. And that was what makes him the, the best cap is he didn't. Maybe. Maybe Captain Carter's a better cap. Oh, my God. I'm, I'm sure there's going to be some uh, down the road. We'll see the two of them meet in some capacity. That'll be fantastic. However, that goes down. I can't, I, you know, you know how Marvel does it. They'll find some way to, they'll, they'll be, oh, we fight. Oh, there's a there's a villain for a common goal. We resolve our differences. Martha, Martha, Martha. Everyone's fine. <laughs> All right. I think that's enough. Uh, I'm a little burned out. And I, I think uh, we don't have anything else to talk about. Not really, no. We could just go in the weeds about a bunch of shit, but it's yeah. nothing that we're educated on. <laughs> Which we're barely educated here anyway. Yeah, I got an art degree, so. <laughs> it's a good art degree, though. Uh, I, don't, I guess. <laughs> All right, buddy. Let's get the hell. It out doesn't of here. imply I'm. I, I have. It doesn't. Uh, doesn't matter what. What art school you go to? No one goes, man. That's a, that he must be smart. <laughs> so shout out to AJ for covering me on our, our regular podcast. I should be back uh, started in this week, and um, yeah, K bye, K bye.